Jazz's League. Hello and welcome back to Big Les's League and all the rugby league experience. I'm your host, Big Les. Welcome to your full round nine review. What a round of footy it was. A lot of unexpected wins this round as well, but we'll go straight through them. The first game was South Sydney v the Brisbane Broncos. The score was 32 to 12. South Sydney lost that one in what I thought was not their best performance. And we talk about the consistency with the Roosters. We talked about the consistency with a few clubs now. I think South Sydney is starting to fall into that bracket. They're starting to struggle. Other teams are starting to go really well. It's a really scary time. I do think there were some good signs during that game from South Sydney. I thought they looked good in stints, uh, but something just wasn't working. And that's, for me as a South fan, a bit concerning. Uh, But really good signs for the Broncos. Really good signs for the Broncos. I thought Corey Oates was unreal. Adam Reynolds just stole the show for me. He was sensational. He really dominated in that game. And sort of got his revenge on South Sydney for letting him go a little bit there too, which was good to see. I love watching Adam Reynolds do well, even though he did leave South Sydney. I'll always have a soft spot for Adam Reynolds and the things that he's done over at South Sydney as well. Uh, as I said, I am a South fan myself, so I love Adam Reynolds and everything that he's done for South Sydney. Uh, and as I said, love watching him do well. But it was really hard watching that game. It really was. South Sydney, they had more possession and their completion rate was higher than the Broncos as well. They just could not capitalise on their sets. There was a lot of errors in that game, a lot of penalties. Overall possession for that game was 53% to the South Sydney Rabbitohs, 47% to the Broncos, and the completion was 72% for South Sydney and 70% for the Broncos. The South Sydney Rabbitohs completed 32 out of 44 sets, while the Broncos completed 24 out of 34. The fact that the Broncos still won that game was all thanks to Adam Reynolds and his efforts and also some individual efforts as well from the Brisbane Broncos. But as I said, Adam Reynolds for me was the real standout. Tane Mill from South Sydney also had a good game, scored the only two tries of the match and ran for 156 metres. Campbell Graham, I've said this a lot and I said it while I was commentating that first half. I reckon he has to be in that origin squad somewhere. Even if he's not in the starting lineup, he's definitely got to be in the squad. In the loss to the Brisbane Broncos, 104 metres, 39 post-contact metres, three offloads, 17 tackles with only two missed. Really good effort there from Campbell Graham, and he was the first one to take it when the ball was kicked to us. He was the first one there. So I have huge raps on Campbell Graham. I have huge raps on him, and I reckon that he's definitely going to have to be in the squad somewhere for origin. He had a really good game for me, a really good game. Thought for South Sydney as well. Sevilla Havili also stood up for them. I hope that's how you pronounce it. Uh, But he ran for 139 metres, 69 post-contact metres, three tackle breaks, three offloads, 21 tackles, and only two missed tackles. So Havili, I think, also had a really good game for South Sydney. Now that they've signed Cody Nikarima, I think he'll still come off the bench as a bench forward. I don't actually know how this side is going to look. It'd be very interesting to see how this side shapes up going into the next few weeks. Uh, But for the Broncos, obviously, we know that Adam Reynolds performed really well. He only ran for 49 metres, but he had two try assists, three tackle breaks, one line break, and one line break assist. And he kicked for 543 metres. So really good performance from him. His kicking game was just superb. And that's what won Brisbane the game, in my opinion. It was a really hard-fought effort from Brisbane. And I'm really happy with that win from them. As a footy fan, I'm really happy with Brisbane getting that win. But as a South Sydney Hubbardos fan, I'm a little concerned for South Sydney over the next few weeks. Next week, they do come up against the Warriors. So hopefully that will be 
Not somewhat easy win for them, considering that the Warriors lost to an 11 to 12 man squad on the weekend. But we'll have to wait and see what happens there. The next game on the weekend was the Raiders v. the Bulldogs. Now, I was already 0 from 1 in the tipping. I obviously tipped my own team, the Destiny Rabbitohs. Uh, but I tipped the Bulldogs in this one. I thought the Bulldogs were going to get the job done here. Obviously, they didn't. Uh, the Raiders, they won 14-4. to Try scorers were Elliot Whitehead and Matt Frawley and Matt Burton from the other team as well. I thought Matt Burton had a really good game in that one, to be honest. I thought that if there's any standouts, as I said, week after week after week, if there's any standouts from that Bulldogs team at the moment, I think Matt Burton, for me, stands out a lot. His kicking game for them is really good. I think it, it's a matter of time before him and Kyle Flanagan sort of start to gel. I think, for me, they just got to start getting some more wins on the board. they just got to start getting some more wins on the board, and I reckon they're definitely capable of that with the side that they have as well. For the Raiders, my standout performances are Nick Kotrick from the Canberra Raiders, 225 metres, 62 post-contact metres, five tackle breaks. So really good performance from him. Another one here is the front row pairing from the Canberra Raiders. Josh Papali'i, first of all, nearly run for 200 metres, 198 metres, 77 post-contact metres, two tackle breaks, four offloads, 16 tackles. And then also for Joseph Tarpany, he ran for 201 metres, 92 post-contact metres, and then three tackle breaks. So really good efforts from the front row pairing there. I thought Adam Elliott had a decent game at hooker. I've sort of been doubting him over the week whether he can play that nine roll. But 140 metres, 64 post-contact metres, one tackle break, one offload, 28 tackles with two miss. So I think he played that role quite well, considering he's not an out-and-out hooker, at least not in my opinion. Uh, but yeah, very good performance from him there in the hooking role. I thought he did quite a good job. And obviously, with that 14 to four win. They obviously did a decent job for the Canberra Raiders. And then Ryan Sutton off the bench, 129 metres, 57 post-contact metres, one tackle break, 20 tackles, three missed. I thought that was a really good performance from him considering that he only played 44 minutes in that game. Fall off the bench, he was pretty good. And then for the Bulldogs, obviously Matt Burton for me was a standout, 140 metres, 45 post-contact metres, 11 tackle breaks, one line break, 14 tackles, one missed. Tevita Pangai Jr. was huge in that game as well. 139 run metres, 65 post-contact metres, four tackle breaks, one offload, 40 tackles, four missed. So I thought that was a really good effort from him. 40 tackles is huge. How about this for a stat? Luke Thompson, front rower, 43 tackles. Jeremy Marshall King, hooker, 45 tackles. Tevita Pangai Jr. obviously got... 40. The other second rower in Corey Waddell got 43. Josh Jackson, 40 tackles. So nearly their whole forward pairings, nearly their whole forward pack made 40 tackles. That is huge. That is a huge defensive effort. Obviously, they weren't able to come up with the win, uh, but huge defensive effort, huge defensive effort from the forwards. So I'm pretty proud of that, to be honest. I'm pretty happy with that. But as I said, they've got to win some games. They have to win some games. The next game was the one that I went to, the Panthers v. the Eels. And this is one of the tightest games you will ever see. Trust me, it was one of my favorite games that I've watched in a long time, in a long time, especially live. Blue Bet Stadium, it was amazing. The scenes were unreal. The fans were just so passionate. It's probably the most passionate fan group to be a part of, especially when it's at their home game. It's just a massacre of them. But it was really good fun, as I said on the 
YouTube video, which is out now, by the way. If you want to go to my YouTube, it's Big Lezzers League YT Podcast. Uh, so look that up into YouTube and you'll find it straight away. Uh, it's the vlog. So make sure you go and have a watch of that. It's called On The Trot. So yeah, make sure you go and have a look at that. It's a really cool video, a little edit I did. I'm not much of an editing guy myself uh, and you could probably tell from the video, but I thought I did a quite a good job. So make sure you go and have a watch of that. Most people that I've spoken to who have watched it said that it was really entertaining. So uh, got some really good feedback from that. But anyway, about the game, as I said, one of the most passionate fan groups that I think I've ever seen. And it was really good to get there with the fam. It was bloody freezing, but it was worth it because the game was just so good. Now, if I was talking about individual performances, I could name you both starting 13s plus the bench. Every single player on the field played to a high standard in my opinion. It was a really, really good game. I thought Penrith were really in it. I thought Penrith were really in it. I thought at the end of the game they had them, uh, but obviously Parramatta, they came out with those two tries and it was basically all over there. Nathan Cleary tried to go for the two-point field goal. Uh, it didn't work out too well for them in terms of the stats, in terms of their possession. Oh, actually, before I do that, Try scorers, Dylan Edwards, Taylor May got two tries, and Spencer Lianu scored for Penrith. Uh, and then Clinton Gutherson, Reid Marnie, Ryan Madison, and Dylan Brown scored for Parramatta. For, in terms of goal kicking, two out of four kicks for Nathan Cleary and three out of four kicks for Mitchell Moses. I think he's been a bit off with the kicking over the past few weeks, Nathan Cleary. He's not banging most of them in, but I don't know. I could honestly be talking out of my ass at the moment. But yeah, just from watching, I, he's not banging many of them in. He's not banging many of them in, Nathan Cleary. Uh, if we won't worry about that, we'll worry about this game because, as I said, it is probably one of the most entertaining games I have ever seen. If you didn't get to watch it, please Please go back and watch it because it is an absolute thriller of a game. So close. Uh, and just, as I said, just being at the stadium, it was unreal scenes. Unreal scenes. Uh, in terms of individual performances, I would have to give credit to this whole Penrith backline. Dylan Edwards, Brian Toto, Isaac Tigo, Stefan Crichton, and Talon May. Firstly, Dylan Edwards, 259 metres, 66 post-contact metres, two tackle breaks, one line break. One offload. Then for the returning Brian Toto, he got 266 metres, 104 post-contact metres. And trust me, that is a correct stat because you could, you should have seen his leg drive. You should have seen the leg drive on the little Brian Toto. It just pumps me up just thinking about it. He was an absolute freak out there. If, there's, if I have to give credit to one guy in Penrith... If I had to pick one, it would be Brian Tyo for sure. As I said, 266 average run meters, 104 post-contact meters, three tackle breaks, one line break, 12 tackles and only one missed. Isaac Tago, he got 108 run meters, 33 post-contact meters, one tackle break, and then one offload as well. 16 tackles, three missed. Stefan Crichton, 129 run meters. 53 post-contact metres, two tackle breaks, one offload, and then Taylor May obviously scored two tries, 192 metres, 50 post-contact metres, five tackle breaks, one line break, and one offload. So really good stuff, really good stuff there from that Penrith backline. I thought Nathan Clear was quite impressive, didn't really get the run metres stats, uh, 74 run metres, which is still pretty damn good for a halfback, uh, seven post-contact metres, one tackle break, one line break, one line break assist, 19 tackles, and then three missed there for Nathan Cleary. So not a bad performance, but I thought just watching him live, he played really well. 
Now, the guy that I thought played outstanding was really Army Kikau. 108 metres, 48 post-contact metres, three tackle breaks, one line break assist, one try assist, and two offloads. He was just an absolute weapon watching him live. An absolute weapon. So big, big credit there to Viliami Kikau. And then the one and only Isaiah Yo, 130 metres, 64 post-contact metres, one tackle break, 47 tackles, two missed. If that doesn't scream weapon, if that doesn't scream absolute weapon, I don't know what does, ladies and gentlemen, because he was unreal. Uh, For the Parramatta Eels, I thought Mitchell Moses was the standout for me. He definitely won his team that game. He kicked for 754 metres. That is huge. That is huge. He nearly kicked 1,000 metres. I thought as well, while he didn't get the stats, I thought that the way he played was sensational. The front row pairing for the Parramatta Eels. Regan Campbell-Gillard, 150 metres, 62 post-contact metres, three tackle breaks, 25 tackles, one miss. Junior Paulo was the big one. He had a massive performance, 207 metres, 62 post-contact metres, one tackle break, three offloads. He was just sensational for the Parramatta Eels. And then a huge performance off the bench for Ryan Madison, 177 metres, 64 post-contact metres, One tackle break, one line break, four offloads, 24 tackles, two missed. Huge performance there off the bench for Ryan Madison. And that was in 50 minutes of football. So huge performance there for Ryan Madison. Moving on to the next game, the Manly Seagulls v. the West Tigers. Manly were playing some really good footy. West Tigers, they looked good in some areas too. The scoreline shows that the West Tigers, they definitely stuck into this one, 36-22. Try scorers were Ben Trevojevic, he scored two tries in that game. Ruben Garrick, who also scored two tries. Christian Tuipiloto, Daly Cherry Evans, and Josh Aloyer. Uh, for the West Tigers, Luke Garner, Tyrone Peachy, uh, Oliver Gildart, and Joe Offerhain-Gowie. Four out of seven goals kicked for Ruben Garrick. And three out of four for Jackson Hastings. The possession for this game, it was 52% to the Manly Seagulls, 48% to the West Tigers, 84% completion rate for the Manly Seagulls, 81% for the West Tigers. So the West Tigers have improved heaps over the past 18 months, improved heaps. And Jackson Hastings, in my opinion, is a big part of that, a huge part of that. So a lot of credit to Jackson Hastings. Jackson Hastings and Luke Brooks, they are combining really well. And it'd be very interesting to see what happens when Adam Dewey comes back into this side later on in the season. In terms of individual performances, Tom Trevojevic ran for 230 metres, 64 post-contact metres, five tackle breaks, one line break assist, three offloads. Daly Cherry Evans with a massive halfback stat here, 158 metres, 26 post-contact metres, six tackle breaks, one line break, one line break assist, one offload, 15 tackles, four miss, and he kicked for 254 metres. Obviously, Ben Trevojevic grabbing two tries in that game as well. I thought he had a pretty decent performance. I thought Ethan Bullymore had a pretty decent go as well in that game. 147 metres, 53 post-contact metres, five tackle breaks, 28 tackles, two miss. So I thought Ethan Bullymore played quite well in this game in his 71-minute stint there. So big stint there for Ethan Bullymore. As for the West Tigers... Jackson Hastings had a really big involvement in this game, 149 metres, 26 post-contact metres, one tackle break, one offload, 21 tackles. 
And Joe Offahangawi, I want to give a shout out to him as well because he's been putting in some pretty good games for the West Tigers as well. Even in their cold streak, he looked quite good. 102 metres, 31 post-contact metres, six tackle breaks, one line break, three offloads. So pretty good performance from Joe Offahangawi in this one as well. Moving on to the next one, the blowout. Roosters, 44 over the Titans, 16. They come up with some big performances, the Roosters. When everyone thinks they're struggling, when everyone thinks they're down in the dumps, they come up with performances like that. If they could do this on a consistent basis, they would almost be unstoppable. The try scorers were James Tedesco getting a hat-trick in this one, Joseph Sawali getting a double, Daniel Tupo getting a double, and then C.O.C. Takiaho as well. And then for the Titans, Bo Fumor, Sam Lazone, and Herman S.E.S.E. scoring in this one. Toby Sexton, two out of three goals kicked, six out of eight for Sam Walker, although Paul Monorowski did kick one of the goals as well. In terms of performances, obviously Tedesco's got to be up there for sure. He is in my team of the week. 226 metres, 35 post-contact metres, 10 tackle breaks, which is huge. 10 tackle breaks. Jesus. Uh, Two line breaks, one line break assist, one offload. Really good performance from him. He's probably one of my performances of the round for sure. Uh, Joseph Suwali, 145 metres, 43 post-contact metres, Three tackle breaks, two line breaks. Really good performance there from Joseph Suwali. Joseph Manu as well, I thought was electric. 161 metres, 46 post-contact metres, seven tackle breaks, one line break, three offloads in that game as well. And Sam Walker, 146 metres for a half is pretty damn impressive. So 146 metres, 18 post-contact metres, one tackle break, one line break assist. And Jared Warrior Hargreaves as well as one of my little shouts, 185 metres, 74 post-contact metres, and 22 tackles with five miss. So good performance there from Jared Warrior Hargreaves. As for the Titans, only two players in their team ran over 100 metres, and that was Greg Marju and Patrick Herbert. But I thought Toby Sexton had a pretty good go in that game as well. 93 metres, 18 post-contact metres, two tackle breaks, one line break, 14 tackles. I thought he played all right too, Toby Sexton. I think he's getting much, much better each week. Both for more for me was a big one as well. I thought he had a pretty decent game. and I'm really liking the way he's playing at the moment. The next game after this one was the Cowboys v. the Knights. Valentine Holmes was sensational in this one. Kicked all of his goals, six out of six, and he was just electric to Valentine Holmes. Scott Drinkwater. Scott Drinkwater was fantastic. He pretty much was in everything. He was everywhere. I'm really liking how Scott Drinkwater's playing at the moment for sure. The Cowboys, they are pretty much riding a wave at the moment. They are playing some really good football. Really impressed with how they're going. Standout performances in this one. Scott Drinkwater, 103 metres, 12 post-contact metres, two tackle breaks, one line break assist, two offloads, and a try assist. But as I said, he was just everywhere, everywhere on the field. Valentine Holmes as well, I thought had a big one. 138 metres, 52 post-contact metres, one line break assist. It was a big performance as well from Jason Taumalolo. 179 run meters, 65 post-contact meters, three tackle breaks, one line break, and 17 tackles with zero missed. So big performance there from Jason Taumalolo. As for the Knights, 
I thought Kalen Ponga had a pretty decent game. 119 run meters, 20 post-contact meters, three tackle breaks, one line break, and a try assist. I thought he played some pretty decent football in that one, not going to lie. I thought he had a pretty decent game. I'm not so sure that Phoenix Crossland and Tex Hoy are the halves pairing going forward. I really like Jay Clifford and Adam Clune. I thought they were going in a pretty decent direction there. I'm not sure that chopping and changing the halves pairing is the idea here because as we've seen from other clubs, it doesn't bring you that much success. It only brings you down further to where you already are. So I would be trying to solidify a halves pairing as soon as possible. If I'm Adam O'Brien, I'm solidifying a halves pairing as quickly as possible for me. That would have to be Jake Clifford and Adam Clune. I thought those two were really combining well. I know they're losing games, but it doesn't take overnight for a halves pairing to gel. They need time. And once they have a bit of time on their hands, which they do for sure, uh, they can start to get that halves pairing to gel. I honestly wouldn't mind Phoenix Crossland and Jake Clifford either, to be honest. I don't mind Phoenix Crossland at all, but whatever they do pick, they need to solidify one and keep it for a number of rounds. They can't keep chopping and changing this halves pairing. The next game on Sunday was the Storm v. the Dragons, and you guessed it, it was an absolute carve-up, an absolute blowout, 42-6. to The Storm try scorers were Ryan Pappenhausen scoring two, Nick Meany, Jerome Hughes, Cameron Munster, Nelson Asofa Solomona, who are tipped, by the way, nice tip there from Big Les, and Trent Lorio. And then try scorer for the Dragons was Jack DeBellin. Uh, one out of one kicks for Zach Lomax there. Uh, and then six out of seven for the Melbourne Storm. Ryan Pappenhausen kicked two and Nick Meany kicked four. Ryan Pappenhausen, he's going to be out for the next month of football, which is going to be a big loss for the Storm. Who plays fullback? I'm not too sure, but I'll be discussing that in a later podcast. Uh, but yeah, very interesting times. Very interesting times for the Melbourne Storm. Who's going to be playing fullback? I'll tell you what, though. They'd be very, very lucky if they still had Nico Hines. Would it be nice to have him around in that squad to put him at fullback there? But they don't. Uh, looking at the side, looking at who they've got, I'm not too sure, to be honest, who will play fullback. I know Nick Meany's played a lot of fullback, obviously, at the Bulldogs. So he's an option. They can bring in either Cooper Johns or they can bring in Jaden Nikarima into the halves and probably put Cameron Munster at fullback, which I don't think they'll be doing. I think they'll be keeping Cameron Munster in that 5'8 role. But looking at this side, I mean, you could even bring Will Warbrick in for his debut as well. And as I said, put Nick Meany at fullback. There's plenty of options here for the Melbourne Storm. It'd be very interesting to see what they pick. Uh, But looking at this squad, I'd probably have to go with Nick Meany at fullback there for the Melbourne Storm. They're coming up against the Penrith Panthers next week too, which is going to be a big game for them. Uh, But I'm going to tip Melbourne in that one, but you'll hear about that in the preview for round 10. I won't give anything away. Uh, But in terms of this game against St. George, just a Melbourne blowout. Melbourne doing what Melbourne do. Blowing out teams, carving them up, and they're carving them up early in the season too. This is what happened last season. Carving teams up at the start and then towards the end. Uh, Obviously, they got beaten by Penrith there, and Penrith went off to the grand final. Not assuming a damn thing there, but yeah, carving teams up. Ah, the Melbourne Storm definitely would not want to verse them if I was in the NRL. I'll tell you that for free. Cameron Munster. Cameron Munster had an absolute field day. He had a field day out there against the St. George Illawarra Dragons. 183 run meters, 34 post-contact meters, six tackle breaks, three line breaks, one line break assist, one offload. 16 tackles, 2 missed. He 
was all over it. Kicked for 227 metres as well. So he had a huge day, a huge day against the George Illawarra Dragons. Uh, his halves partner in Jerome Hughes as well, 111 run metres, 31 post-contact metres, four tackle breaks, uh, and then 15 tackles. Nick Meany as well. I thought Nick Meany played quite well. 161 run metres, 18 post-contact metres, two tackle breaks, one line break, and then obviously the try as well. Tell you what though, I could honestly pretty much name this whole 1-13 to as standout performances. Most of them, if not all of them, run for over 100 metres. So big game for the Melbourne Storm. Obviously an absolute blowout. Looking at this St. George Illawarra side, the only real standout performance for me was Ben Hunt. He put in a huge effort for that side, 139 run metres, and he was pretty much the only kicker in that side. He kicked for 255 metres. So big game there from Ben Hunt. I thought he really stood up, but obviously his side went down by a big margin. So he really would be the only real standout for me. And then the last game, the Sharks v. the Warriors. The Sharks v. the Warriors. The try scorers, Nico Hines, Teg Wilton, Connor Tracy got a double, and Jesse Ramian. And then Dallin Watani Zalesniak and Viliami Valia. I always have trouble with that guy's name, so do not criticize me there. But it was a really good game from the Sharkies. A really good game. A lot of their players stood up. Nico Hines. Nico Hines was electric, 164 metres, 16 post-contact metres, five tackle breaks, two line break assists, and five offloads. But he was just everywhere. He pretty much had to play fullback as well. Obviously, Will Kennedy, unfortunately, got sent off for that high tackle. He'll be missing out on a few weeks. Whether they move Nico Hines to fullback and bring in Connor Tracy, put him in the halves maybe. I'd be putting Connor Tracy in this side somewhere for sure. Ronaldo Molotalo is obviously returning, so I'm guessing that Connor Tracy might even go to seven and uh, there for Nico Hines, and Nico Hines might play fullback. It'll be very interesting to see how this side lines up. You might even see Connor Tracy at fullback, so we don't even know how that's going. He did train at fullback in the preseason, so he can pretty much play anywhere. Connor Tracy is a natural footballer, and I'm really liking the footy that he's playing at the moment when he does come into this side and when he has in the past. Dalfa Nukin as well had a big performance in this one, 127 metres, 51 post-contact metres, one tackle break, one offload, uh, and then Cam McInnes as well, 159 metres, 69 post-contact metres, two tackle breaks, uh, and 39 tackles. Teg Wilton was huge, 158 metres, 79 post-contact metres, five tackle breaks, one line break, two offloads, and 33 tackles with only one missed there. Cam McInnes didn't miss any. So big performance from the Sharkies there, especially when they were 11 men at one point. They were down to 11 men. They were down to 12 men for most of the game since William Kennedy only played 17 minutes of that game. So they were down to 12 men. Then they were down to 11 men when obviously Jesse Raymond got sent to the sin bin. But they were down to 12 men at one stage in that game. And the fact that they still won that game is really good signs there for the Sharks, but not so good signs for the Warriors. I thought that Reese Walsh played quite well. I thought he had a really good performance. He was really dartsy. He was everywhere on the field. So good performance there from Reese Walsh. But some improvement needed there for the Warriors, I think, in the next week's game against the South Sydney Rabbitohs. In terms of my tipping, it was a shocker. Five 
out of eight. Five out of eight. I've got the first three games wrong. I tipped South Sydney over the Broncos. Obviously, I got that one wrong. I tipped the Bulldogs over Canberra. Obviously, I got that one wrong. I tipped Penrith over Para. Obviously, I got that one wrong. Every other tip I got right. I tipped Manly over the West Tigers. Roosters over the Titans. North Queensland over Newcastle. Melbourne over the Dragons. And then the Sharks over the Warriors as well. Uh, And I got all of those ones right. So, five out of eight. Not too bad. I'm happy that I got the rest of them right and it wasn't something like three or two out of eight. Very happy it didn't go down that route. But those first three games, I think most people in my tipping comp got wrong. In random stats, guys, 2022 tipping comp. I'm sitting sixth, so very happy with that one. Uh, Goodsy, I don't know who that is, is first. 4020, that 4020 page is second. RNA edits is third. Para Eels 2001 is fourth. Zachaboy is fifth and I'm sixth. So I'm very happy with that one. Head of the weekly rub down and BKR Sports. So doing pretty well. I'm ahead of random stats guy as well. He's sitting 33rd. He's in his own tipping comp. He's sitting 33rd. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Um, but yeah, very happy with six. I'm a good tipper. Big Les is a good tipper. He knows what he's talking about. A big Les. Moving on to the fantasy side, though. Uh, 828 points in total. Uh, in terms of the standout performances for fantasy, Ribbon Cotter, 59. Cameron Murray, 57. Isaiah, 60. CSC Vitala guy got 40. Nathan Cleary only got 45, which was a bit confusing. Uh, Cam Munster got 80. Uh, Talon May got 63. Nico Hines got 132 points, and that's not even with captain on. 132 points, a big game for him. 43 for Josh King, 48 for Joseph Sawali. Uh, so very happy with that, 828 points. Uh, he got beaten by Chris Waith. Uh, Sting Buddy's team name is with 939 points. So uh, got beaten there again this week. Hopefully I can improve going into next week. In terms of the trades I did, I traded Will Smith for Sonny Luke, who's the Penrith Panthers number 14 at the moment. I uh, just traded him for someone cheaper because I traded Hamaso Tabby Y for Doe uh, for Scott Drinkwater, who is the actual fullback uh, in their team at the moment, while Hamaso is obviously playing that 14 role. I do see Hamaso Tabby Y for Doe coming onto the wing at some stage, though, or maybe even into the centers. We'll see how that one goes. Uh, but he's playing that 14 role at the moment. I want someone who's starting, so I traded him in for Scott Drinkwater. And there you go, guys. That is your round nine review. Big round nine for Big Les. Thank you for choosing Big Les's league and all rugby league experience. Recommend this podcast to a friend, and I'll see you guys in the next one. Oh, well.